Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Saturday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the Militia live right now, in fact, on Twitter. The Orange with a rousing win over Georgetown, 80-68 to on the road. Uh, I mean, propelled by an, an excellent second half. Uh, for Syracuse and Orange fans alike. And they keep the energy up, and it couldn't be matched. And, man, if they could play every game with that much energy from start to finish, it would be something else. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you and fan feedback. I couldn't tell who impressed me the most, if it was J.J., Copeland, or Mintz. I mean, Copeland was an absolute lifetime highlight reel today, and I don't know what fire was lit under his ass but he came to play, and, and so did so did Starling. I mean, um, 21 points for him, and off the bench for Copeland with 14, and just just a like I said, man. I mean, six for seven from the field in a highlight reel. This dude was doing it all, and the things that don't go on the stat sheet. Um, much like Mark back a few years ago, uh, the defense and things that that Copeland does, and you want to talk about energy. Uh, that dude keeps it the whole time. They exchanged some blows early, and, and it looked like it was going to be just a kind of back-and-forth battle on offense. And I couldn't tell what the refs were doing, but it got a little weird there for a little bit. And yeah. a couple weird just instances of fouls when, you know, it just was ticky-tack stuff, and then they're letting them, you know, pound each other under the rim. But, uh, you know, defense tightened up mid-first mid half. Um at some point, you know, I felt like it was a little too easy for Georgetown to get inside and way easier than it should have been. And some, you know, lapses in concentration there. But, you know, how about Hema, too? I almost, I, yep. I almost forgot to even mention him. You know, we haven't even seen him a bunch this year. But he did enough, you know, just to a block and three rebounds. And like I said, man, the energy was impressive. I was extremely happy with um, the way they played on offense and defense. I mean, you know, we don't know what a Georgetown is as far as um, their season goes, but like Joe said, you know, keep an eye on these teams, Colgate, Cornell, you know, you keep an eye on the, the Gonzagas and the Tennessees and, and, and just see where some of these games land. But, um, yep. you know, they, obviously they have a talented team. Syracuse too, by the way, kept apps under his average of 19. He, I mean, he scored 17, but kept him under his average and, and kind of reeled a bunch of other guys in who are also scoring in double digits most of the time. So, um, you know, I, I, look, I it felt a lot like old school Syracuse Georgetown. And with that said, the fans up in D.C. with the Let's Go Orange chant breaking out what just took yeah. over the arena at one point. And <laughs> um, it's, that kind of stuff gives me chills, dude, because, you know, it does – still feel a little bit like there's a there's some animosity there as far removed as these kids are from this rivalry there's uh there's definitely some there's definitely some energy and and hatred between these two teams which is always good it makes for a good game so yeah georgetown look five of their players that they rely on are you know first year transfers so i mean you can see you can see their talent. You know, Supreme Cook played a good game down low. 
you know, you see, you saw, you know, glimpses from all the starters. Brumbaugh, I thought, had some had some good minutes. Uh, he had some excellent minutes. Very frustrating defensively <laughs> for Syracuse. Yeah. So, I mean, you see the talent on their team. And also, you know, you heard the announcers and Ed Cooley talking about this might be one of his better shooting teams. Uh, and they just did 5 of 26 from the three-point line. Just wasn't going to cut it. You know, when they started driving and taking it to the hole and things like that, then they started, you know, scoring a little bit, getting to the free-throw line. But – to me, I mean, it was our defense. You know, we didn't let bad offense turn into bad defense. No fast get, break points. Did for... not get. Yep. Did not get into our feelings, and that was the most impressive thing to me, and probably the, one of the reasons why Georgetown didn't shoot that well. Um, you know, the defensive energy was there the whole time, no matter who came in. Um, there were some frustrating, you know, some frustration fouls. You know, we saw Benny Williams or uh, not Benny Williams. Um, we saw Chris Bell push Brumbaugh, You know, that one time and. Uh, you know, they were getting frustrated with him, but, um, you know, he got taken out and, you know, obviously talked to and everything like that. So, um, yeah, man, the defensive energy was there for pretty much the whole game. You know, there's some lapses and there were some easy buckets and things like that. Uh, you know, they had Naheem only played four minutes and, you know, Malik Brown played 27, Hema and nine, uh, you know, as far as moving around and being able to put yourself in good, you know, defensive positions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, dude. Overall, I mean, it was very impressive. JJ Starling. I mean, his shooting performance, I thought, was the thing that impressed me more than anything. Something tells me that what Quadir Copeland did today is the stuff that you know he doesn't practice yeah, and you know point. things like that. So to me, you know, what Malik Malik played great. Quadir played great. They had some great plays, some putback dunks. Uh, Malik Brown and Copeland both made you know moves to the hoop that, especially Malik. Um, and scored and did some things that we hadn't seen. So, you know, their confidence is growing. And, um, yeah, Jay, Judah doing his Judah things. But J.J. to me in his outside shot today, you know, three for three from the three-point line um, and making some jumpers, some key jumpers. Uh, to me, that was probably the biggest surprise. But, you know, to get all those guys to put in those type of minutes um, and then still anybody who was on the court just have that defensive just – tenacity the whole time um i mean that to me pretty much is what did it and realistically it stood out to me um i'm glad that we're as deep as we are because you know we can move things around you know and even benny came in got some rebounds um had an assist giving go to to judah mince and it looked like he was in the game and he looked like he played solid um you know he played 11 minutes so overall um it's not really too much too much negative uh to say you know about this game no and yeah starling we we you know we've talked so far throughout the year about how um you know we know how talented this guy is and he's just new to the team type thing and and got to come into his own but he was um he was he was target practice today i mean um just awesome and good to see and going forward for you know, just the team in general. And, you know, you look ahead and see, you know, talk about depth and a chance to have a, a chance Westry coming in a few weeks or, you know, you know, whatever, whatever the case is this year. Right. Let's just say, um, just, I mean, look, it's going to take him a while to get his sea legs under him. But I think that at the end of the day, um, when you talk about depth, if everybody can stay healthy, it's going to be, I mean, who knows? I don't know what the ceiling is for this particular team this year. If they can put all the pieces together and get going. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, and that's the mystery, right? I mean, I read somewhere that we're like a top 10, like youngest team as far as like in uh, college basketball. Right. So, and we do have newcomers and people that are coming on, taking on bigger roles. So yeah. And, and we've seen it to where people step, different players step up, you know, every game we've seen the Judah Mintz, Chris Bell games and things like that. And, you know, Chris Bell and Justin Taylor didn't shoot great today. I think it was only eight points between them, you know, but we had other guys step up. So, um, you know, kudos on Autry to be flexible with his lineups and to get people out when he notices that there's, you know, mismatches. Um to have the wherewithal and to come out and start Malik Brown and not just come out with whoever started the beginning of the game. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, dude, I mean, it's just, we see different things. And honestly, like I said, the man to man, it is refreshing sight 
for watching or having to watch, you know, however many years of the two, three zone. And, you know, obviously as the game is, is gotten, you know, progressed and, you know, the way that people play basketball and you got centers, you know, stepping out to shoot threes, the zone just, it's, I don't know. We've seen, we've usually last year, last couple of years, if we played against a good shooting team, then normally they hit a decent amount of threes. And now it's just, we've seen, we played a couple of different teams now that, I mean, Cornell and Georgetown, but you know, back to back where they're good shooting teams and our, you know, man to man defense and tenacity and the way that we're starting to learn how to play that defense together. And, you know, are we going to switch? Are we going to fight through the picks? Just knowing what someone's going to do, all that stuff, you see them starting to gel together way better on the defensive end as a team. And, you know, they're starting to put it to a whole game together versus spurts or just halves. Yeah, exactly. I was just, that's what I was going to say, or halves. You know, you see one strong half and then it kind of, you know, and to be on the road too, although not that intimidating for, for this orange <laughs> team to be on the road with that kind of environment right off the bat, you could hear, you know, when the momentum would switch to SU's way, there was... Um, audibly, you could tell how many fans were uh, in that arena, and I thought that was awesome. That was so so nice, and it's just such a finger right in the eye to Georgetown and their fans. I love every second of it. And, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, we we talked about you know I was n- really nervous about this game. You said this game scares the shit out of you. And uh, which made me think, and I'm like, man, you know, that it really could be a disaster. And they just, they didn't let anything intimidate them today. They held strong. Mm-hmm. They, the officiating, like I said, was just weird. And, um, you know, to get through all of that, even the, I think even at one point, the, the broadcasters said something about, you know, letting them play a little bit and not, and not, you know, calling some of these ticky-tack deals because you'd see something that was ticky-tack called and then you'd see something someone get hammered and you'd be like what what, what are we doing here so anyway yeah. which is typical uh all right <laughs> let's uh do you have facebook pulled up wait or, oh real quick too this this whole thing's gonna be the episode so uh, we're gonna oregon plays today and they play again on wednesday joe is that right? Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, the 12th. The 12th. Okay. So, yeah, that's Tuesday. So, uh, we're not going to do a, a, a preview for Oregon. We're going we're gonna to forego that. And then we'll be back here next. Well, we play. Did you say we play Sunday next week? Yeah, we play Sunday yeah, so. at, one o'clock, at 1 o'clock. So, I mean, I don't know if you'd want to. We'll be back here Monday. The following Monday. Right. Yeah, I mean, unless I get a wild hair at my ass, which I mean, it's possible. It's just I don't know what we're looking like. Right. Um, anyways, we've we've wanted to come and do just a live kind of reaction as quick as we could after the game for a long time. It just doesn't usually work out with things being on a Saturday and the the time of day. I I feel like it being eleven thirty today just kind of worked out. So yeah, um, we both got our stuff done early and and here we are. So uh, all right, let's h- head over to Twitter. At baptized by fire seven. Well, that was fun. It, it is it allowed to be basketball season when it's football season? It's a, is it allowed to be football season when it's basketball season? I feel like I feel like I'm in writing a Syracuse themed Dr. Seuss book. Hey, that's funny. I, I, I couldn't read it well, so maybe. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand what the hell he was trying to say. Once again, uh, at Tyler Morona, our guy. I'm sorry, Dom. Now I feel bad. Dom didn't get the cheers. I did make a, a Dr. Seuss tweet. That could tweet. be for both of them. There you go. I did have a Dr. Seuss tweet earlier in the game. I thought, um, you know, maybe he got some from that. Uh, Tyler. Uh, Quadir Copeland ended the Georgetown program. <laughs> that follow-up of that miss, I think it was Judah, that follow-up dunk on that miss of Judah, he was just waiting I mean, he started to head towards the towards the basket, probably mm-hmm. to grab a rebound. But that was that is that is decision making on point. That that was the one that did it for me. I was just like, oh my gosh, this game's done. Oh, yeah. That's well, he gonna- had the lane wide open, and when that type of stuff happens, yeah, you go up there and you just hope you get that perfect bounce off the rim to put it back. Like 
Doesn't always happen like that. No, it doesn't. And just everything fell his way today. And it wasn't his only one either. I mean, he had he had tremendous uh, offense today. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we know what he, he can do on defense. And you see stuff like that. It just gives you a lot of... Gives you a, 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 a lot of excitement, a lot of hope for him coming into his own. And, you know, we could see it last year. And like you said, you know, he's been getting the minutes. It's just what he does is he just changes the tempo of the game most of the time. And he's just disruptive out there. But today was totally different. It was a, it was a different Copeland than we're used to seeing. And, and, yeah. and so be it. At David Super, great team win. Uh, a lot to like about the energy. I'd like to see them D up a bit better uh, on all those easy Georgetown layups that were made, especially in the first half. Yeah, I, that's I agree. There was they were they were getting in there way too easy. And um, fortunately, he, he goes on. Fortunately, that the Hoyas only shot five for twenty six from behind the arc. Mints JJ Copeland, absolute beast. Yeah, is, is he? Did he? Why doesn't he just do the show? Why doesn't David just do the show? Um, all great points. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I was a little nervous at first. And you know, and talk about getting in the lane easy and stuff like that. And Syracuse has kind of struggled there and getting in foul trouble. But like you said, you know, we used to call Jim Beheim the chemist, right? When he would, when he would early in the year just change up his lineups and, um, you know, try different things constantly. And, you know, I think Red has a little bit of that in him. I mean, he learned from, he learned from one of the best and, you know what what he did today with his lineup and using the guys that he has uh, he did i mean an excellent job unfortunately you know we're still kind of waiting for McLeod to come into his own he wasn't terrible when he was in there i guess but um hema a, a true bright spot there if that could blossom you know what i mean oh yeah you need that guy and Malik Brown it's Malik Brown's Malik Brown so you're going to get him doing his thing although a little quiet today but he's still doing his thing so um you know uh at jeff and cny awesome seeing jj and q come up big hopefully the start of something big for those two absolutely uh at mf brightside matt manoa jj gaining confidence and great energy from cordier and hema judah is a walking bucket and judah had to sit for a little bit too which with three fouls in the uh, midway in the second half, I think he he sat for about five minutes, and there was really no, there wasn't really a, a, a lot of surge from, um, from Georgetown as far as you know, it, it, it could have been a whole lot worse. Let's put it that way, because I mean he was running it out there, and you know again having to sit with some fouls, but coming I think he came in back in at like the six minute mark or something like that, and ended up falling yep. out eventually. But by the time he <coughs> fouled out, I mean. That was it. Game was over. So yeah, they, you know, yeah. No, there's a couple um, on Facebook that kind of go along with with uh, Matt's comment. John on Facebook, tons of fun. So glad to see so many guys contributing. JJ, or, uh, yeah, JJ, Quadir, Brown, etc. And Judah is a beast. And <laughs> also. What is it? Yeah. Top fan Steve. Finally starting for that. Sorry. You're good. Finally, Starling came alive. Hema got good time and contributed. Copeland player of the game. I mean, it's an argument to be made between Copeland and 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 JJ. Both of them came out of their shell a little bit today. That's why it's I can't call it, man. I can't call it. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I think that sometimes if you if you're gonna leave it up to like the the commentators of the game, then they're gonna go probably Judah, right? And you look well, at the course. actual stats and everything, right? But you know, as a Syracuse fan, you know you're a little bit you know the you know you know the team a little bit more. So I mean, we could say Judah was the player of the game, except for that you know what he did isn't surprising because he's done it before, you know, on a consistent basis. So um, I think that obviously you know JJ and Ju- and uh, and Cody are coming out and doing some things that they really haven't shown that they could do. And they come out and they do that, you know, and then you throw in the fact that we've seen Justin Taylor, we've seen Chris Bell get hot, right? So, I mean, if all imagine a game where all those guys kind of are clicking at once, right? So, um, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So, it's good to have those type of options to where yeah. if someone doesn't step up, right? I, then- I'm fine with I'm fine with the way it is, if as long as people step up. You know, there's been 
teams the past couple of years when you know a, a Judah or someone is, is slow and no one can pick up the slack. Well, there's there's guys picking up slack this year. It's it's there's been plenty of it too. So, um, you know, to have that, I'll take. They all if they all click, I mean, watch out. It's going to be nasty. But you yeah. know, with just a couple games left before we just get, jump in head first into ACC play. Uh, it's good to have wins like this, and not just not just that, but on the road. And you know, I looked, I just looked for for the hell of it because I was curious. Georgetown's schedule isn't strong enough to have them anywhere relevant in the net right now. So, which is the case with a lot of a lot of teams early, yeah. this early in the season. But you know, looking at it, <laughs> if 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 they don't start climbing the net, a loss here would not have been good. It would not have been good. It would have been like oh, a quad no. three loss. So, right. um, you know, I thought there was a chance that it might have been a little bit better than that, but no, I think they were in like the 200s or something like that, but they weren't. So, uh, at Q's Waterboy 2, <laughs> you know when your dog isn't fully housebroken and they pee inside, so you have to stick their nose in it. That was Syracuse to Georgetown today. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. You know, there. it's like, we talked a lot about, um, you, you know, is the rivalry rivalry still a thing? And and through since since we've been playing every year since 2018, it the field today was I thought pretty good. But I think this is it, right? I mean, this is the end of the series. They they don't they're not scheduled to play anymore, are they? Uh, I mean, as it sits right now, I don't believe so. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Do you think? Is that something you would like to keep? I mean, I've said in the I've said in the past that I could take it or leave it because I feel like you can't bring this stuff back. But you know, over the years since 2018, we've been trading we've been trading W's back and forth, back and forth. And right. you know, like we talked, you know, they were what 36 and 36 in the Big East. I mean, these teams have just been traditionally back and forth, back and forth, right? So yeah. it's um, it still is that way. And it still is. It still has some of the hatred that surrounds it, and I think it's always for us older fans. I think it means a lot. You know, for speaking for myself, but I think a lot of the older older fans would agree with me that it just feels good to win this game. It feels good, really good to win this game. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, I I wonder because for us, from our retrospect, right? I mean, we've had Jim Beheim. And now Adrian Autry, who's played in these games, right? And a lot of times, I mean, this became a rivalry because there was these were two of the better teams in the Big East, and they played two times a year, sometimes three, with the with the conference tournament. And a lot of times, these games meant who was going to win the the yeah. conference, right? Yeah, we're just playing for W's. It used to mean a whole lot more back right. in the day, and it used to, yeah. And then when we went to the ACC, I think the reason why we still got a chance to continue it was because Georgetown's kind of kept it in the family, right? I mean, they had John Thompson and John Thompson, you know, yeah, after a Patrick little while, Ewing. there was a couple in there between. There was a there, couple. And to get John Thompson Jr. And we got Patrick Ewing after that. So there's always been coaches and people that have been part of the staff that have been able to kind of keep that going, right? And be able to, to talk about <clears throat> the past and what this rivalry was and get their players pumped up. But now it's like you got you know, Ed Cooley, who is first time being a part of this and five players out of the, what, eight that played that have never played, never played in this game. So, uh, I just wonder if this was a situation where Autry, um, you know, and then McNamara and some of these players that are still on the staff and, you know, Judah being from that area and then a lot of guys on their team have played in this game. Even JJ, when you look at it, he hasn't played in the game. He grew up in Baldensville. He grew up as yeah. most likely, you know, he knows what the deal is with Syracuse right. and Georgetown. So, you know, I wonder if, you know, the 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 conclusion or the what happened in this game had anything to do with the fact that maybe it maybe we wanted it more. Maybe, you know, we were pumped up about it because the players and the coaches on our staff are still, you know, emotionally yes. invested in this, right? Versus yeah. You know, I mean, everyone wants to win the game, but I think that today it looked like there was a little bit in it more for us. You know what I mean? A little bit more in it for us. Yeah, to your point, look at it from Coach Autry's perspective. You know, you think he wanted to go into Georgetown and and not give everything? He was he was razzed up on the sidelines a couple oh, of times. Yeah. He was getting in it. 
And, uh, you know, I, know, I was ready for him to just like, you know, do the tear away and have a jersey yeah. and go, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah, he yeah. wanted to go out there and play. Like, yeah. I mean, he knows it. He lived it. And, you know, Cooley hasn't. He has no, right. he has no connection to it. So and it's his first game head coach. Yeah. And this might be, if this is the last time, you know, you want that to be a W. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot different. You're right. It's a good point because it's a lot different from our bench to their bench, just players and coaches just across the board. It's not even close. And, um, you know, that probably, you're probably right. I mean, that, that could have been the ener- the way the energy was kept up. And I'd like to see that every game, but yeah. you know, that could have been part of it. Who knows? Maybe, maybe coach red gave, gave a, a tremendous halftime speech. I was like, look, cause it, you know, they, they, I think the largest lead of the first half was like five points. And then, you know, they just slowly, they would get to six or eight and they would close it back up. And then finally, you know, they just, I wouldn't say they blew it open, but they, you could tell which way the game was headed as far as momentum goes. And when, yeah. you know, I just, not a must win for the season or a perspective as far as that goes, but a must win for me to make me feel good today. And, <laughs> and, and a must win for me to be able to finish this day off and, and, and not drink beers of sadness, but of joy. And that's a, that's a big thing uh, from me when this game starts at 1130 and ends at 130 to have a W uh, in the column after this one is just, um, I mean, I'm all smiles, bro. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I wanted it more and more as the game went on. I just wanted it and wanted it. And then, you know, man, they pulled through for us. And uh, that was, it was awesome. It's good to see. Yeah. Yeah, Erica from Facebook said, a ton of fun to watch, especially the second half. I love how many Q's fans there were. And it was almost reminiscent of the old days. One of the best rivalries yeah. of college hoops. Yeah, I, I thought it had a little bit of feel there. You got the double technical and a little bit of shoving and, and stuff like that. And, and chirping, the, and it was physical. Yeah, chirping, yeah. it was physical. And that Brumbaugh, you know, he, thankfully, I think that, he, you know, he ended up getting in some foul trouble fairly early. And um, well, Judah, Judah was very, uh, very much uh, did that on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what... That's his. That's his best skill, dude. Is just putting people in bad situations, and you know, no, a lot, a lot. I mean, I wonder. I wonder what his finish. I wonder what his and one rate is. I would love. I would love to see that because <laughs> I, I'll bet you. You compare his and one rate to anyone in college football, uh, basketball, and you, I, I would just love to see that stat. You know, those are the. Things I mean, that, I would like to know where he is as far as ranked as, as fouls drawn. Oh free, my god! And free throws shot. Yeah, right? free throws I mean, shot. I mean, it's just yeah. like it's so deliberate. Like there was at one point he went at him two different time two different times and got two fouls super fast boom boom got him with three fouls and got him out of the game that dude was being a problem and Judah was very deliberate in the fact that I'm gonna drive and I'm gonna get this guy in foul trouble and that type of that type of mental that's that's portion, smart basketball that type of mental portion of the absolutely yeah. if that that type of a mental portion of the game if you can keep that under control. And you can stay disciplined and deliberate with it, like we spoke about it before. That can put a lot of good players on good teams in trouble. In bad now, spots. of course, he's put himself in some foul trouble spots as well this year, right? Yeah. I mean, he had two different fouls where he tried to basically take a charge around midcourt. Yeah, the I mean, first, the, the, the not not exactly bright. The the one he was, I think he was trying to eliminate a fast break, but I didn't really see a huge fast break opportunity. The first one, if he would have been there like a split second before that, that would have been a charge. Well, so, I mean, then that's the one thing on the defensive end, right? Is he's I know he gets into it and he wants to get steals and he was very successful today in doing so, but I mean, one fast break. <laughs> I mean, we need you, you know. Yeah, he's got to be I know. and obviously we got through it, right? But going through, going forward, we don't need this dude like Cornell to be sitting for 6 minute stretches in the second half uh because he's in foul trouble, right? Um we don't need that and uh he's got to be a little bit smarter with that because we need him on the court more than, you know, I mean, we can give up a, a fa- one fast break versus him getting in foul trouble. Yeah, at Breaking Orange 44, best team win yet. JJ and Copeland played their best games in a QC uniform. Let's go Hema. Yeah, all around best team win by far, I think, this season. And um, like I said. Think so? I think so. I mean, the Colgate comeback was pretty tremendous too. I mean that yeah, was I mean, that, that the was a, LSU blowout was too. Yeah, yeah, but that was a little bit. That I don't know if that was as close as this one. And yep. I mean, I, you, 
I mean, you got you got a you got a top, a good top three right there. But I thought that I thought that this was tremendous. It one thing he does say that is definitely true is Copeland and JJ's best game in a Q's uniform for sure. No, that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll buy that. I'll buy it. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, look. I mean, we got a younger team with Jesse and Joe not there this year in coaching change, defensive change, and uh, I mean, I'm. That this year's non-conference looks a lot different than the last couple of years. That's for sure. At Q's Hoops 97, that was the year I graduated high school. Don't tell having, me that. You just ha- told your age, man. Having Hema in the mix could uh, be a big help at the five. And I want to know you know, what you think. Does Can Hema keep it up? Can he play like this all the time? I mean, the, the one thing I'll say, you know, though we're, we're lacking a little something there. If he could just do almost half of what he did today there, that opens things up for Adrian Autry. You know, I mean. Oh, 100%. But, I mean, you remember in the beginning of the year, he wasn't even dressing, right? So, I mean, I think there's something there. I I think that I want to – I don't know for sure. But to me, it's like there was an injury and he's still trying to get back into game shape and figure it out, right? Um, Obviously – with Naheem, you're gonna you're gonna try him and get him out there and see if he matches up well. I think there's gonna be teams where he does match up well and he's gonna get more minutes than four, right? But I was thinking about it the other night and I was gonna bring it up today, depending on what happened, but I was gonna bring up the fact that we're gonna need somebody to be able to come in and give us sometimes five to ten minutes if we're playing against a team where Naheem doesn't match up well, Malik's not gonna be able to play center the whole game right and then with Malik playing center the whole game now that means who's going to play that that four spot right and obviously we've been waiting for Benny and everything so um so yeah I mean I was thinking about it the other day like where's Hema what's going on I didn't feel like he was like an incapable player last year when he did come in for Jesse yeah he did, so uh, I would, he did all right he held his right own. Now, so, I, so just by now I would have assumed that we would have seen him but um like maybe he's working back from something and, and getting in the game today against Georgetown um, and putting up those minutes. I mean, that's that's definitely to me that means he's kind of to me he he won more minutes. He won more playing time today, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I would say for sure. And all you know, obviously, a lot of that comes down to uh, what's going on in practice. But and just a just a bonus at the center position because of where we're at with the center position. Right. You know, using three guys to make up for They one, look, one. if you don't got a star, <laughs> it's nice to have options, right? So that you can kind of pick and choose yeah. based upon your matchups yeah. on, on who, you know, is figured to be the best in there. Yeah, and what Malik Brown has done in there this year, I thought was great so far, or has been great so far. But, mm-hmm. yeah, to not have a star, you need to put together a, a, a small group. We've got a small group that can that's go an- out there and <laughs> that's another stat that I'd like to see. What's that? How many people have uh three, you know three guys you poke, center? No, you poke no. Oh the poke. poke. Yeah. How many poke aways without actually getting a steal? Yeah. Because I mean, that yeah, that just that doesn't make the it doesn't it, make the stat sheet. It doesn't make but, the stat sheet, but it's disruptive and it 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 ruins the flow of a series. You gotta start yeah. all over again. Because a lot of times yep. when he does that, it just goes out of bounds and then you gotta inbound the ball and you know the right. shot clock's obviously low and the, the those things that he does is are just you can't put a price tag on them. You know, it's just pure talent. It's a, that's and that's like I said last time. It's a that's a skill to be able to do that without falling. I I can't think of a time when he did when he has fouled doing it. I'm sure he has, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Most of the time, it's pretty damn clean. It's a timing thing for him. He's got it down. So <laughs> yeah, that's like one of those things. You know, he's practiced his whole life. Yeah, yeah, and it just works. I don't. Judah had a good one today too, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that he took back. So, um, just a great game. Glad to, uh, to, to get the W, um, and especially it being who it was, but a, a great confidence builder too, you know, cause they're going to be on the road again. David, where, where, where did I see this, David? Where was he? Was he chatting it in the spaces or where the hell was he chatting this? Oh yeah. What's up with playing Oregon on Sunday at 1 PM in South Dakota, uh, what did the schools just have a handshake deal to play a game at a location almost perfectly between Oregon and New York? I mean, 
Yeah, what's up with that? I didn't even know it was uh, in South Dakota. It's getting us prepped for all those games that we're going to have to play against Stanford and Cal. Oh, my gosh. That's another thing. Like, I see FSU's – there's there's a lot of rumors going around about FSU going to the Big Ten. I, I hate that idea. Boom. I know. I'm just saying. I hate it. I hate that. I hate all of the. I hate all of the moving parts in in conferences right now. I, I just. I don't know. It breaks my spirit a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like it. I'm the who nah, moved, who moved my cheese guy. That's, I, I, that's the NCAA's fault, though. Oh, I know it's their fault, but and it, it, everything's their fault. <laughs> you can blame them for everything. They suck. They suck. Until until there's a breakaway from the NCAA, period, then right. we're gonna we're gonna absolutely have to deal with dumb stuff like that. And I just yeah. Well, I mean, there's just no consistency the way that I look at it, right? Because you look at all these you know these players that are trying to transfer, and then some players get cleared for waivers, and then some don't, and you know it gets down to the point where you got to have you know a state senator take it to somewhere you know what i mean like like for instance for what was it, tez walker the, the receiver for oh, yeah. for north carolina i mean there's a player for west virginia right now raekwon battle same thing and there's just no rhyme or reason for why they make they make the decisions and, and it just seems like when it comes to certain schools and certain conferences it's like no question you know they don't even read the thing they just stamp it and go and just move it forward right and then there's other ones that you know i mean if there's power five yeah you're gonna have different strength of schedules but if there's five power five conferences i mean they kind of don't you got to treat them all the same um, i mean I don't, I don't i don't know because it's just as an fsu as an fsu ad to me it's like well obviously you know, they treat the SEC better than the ACC because, you know, we went undefeated and won our conference and, you know, they had a one loss champion because, I mean, they weren't going to leave the SEC champion out. And if it took kicking out an undefeated team who also won their conference championship, then that's what it took. Uh, and obviously, if FSU sees that, then why would they want to stay in that same conference? So, I mean, as much as I don't want them to go, I mean, this is why teams are going. Don't blame them. No. Yeah. I agree. Just stupid. So. No, I mean, hey, look, I'm right there in agreement with you too. But. <laughs> um. Well, that that that's all I got. Did you see Captain Pat Westry have a chance to come back this year? Yes, I respond. Yeah, I think. What do they say? Huh. I saw, I saw something on the socials. I think Coach Autry got asked by that, and they said something about they if all goes well, they're expecting him back some at some point in January. So, um, still enough yeah, time to said about him. Hopefully, their, their timeline is is hopefully a month. Hopefully a month, something like that. That's why I said you know three to six weeks, something like that. Be would be reasonable. You know who knows. Yeah. I'm I got one on Facebook, top fan, Robert. Oh, Robert. Robert G, right? Yeah, Robert He's a, Ra- G, he's yeah. a Raiders fan. Anytime Georgetown goes down is a good day. I love that a Syracuse native stepped up so big today. I keep waiting for McLeod to act 7-4. Today was a good day. P.S. <laughs> your mama was a Hoya. <laughs> today was a good day. It absolutely was. <laughs> That's a great point about J.J. And you, you made it too, but... Um, being from Syracuse, you know, he, he may have a little bit more of that running through his veins than everybody else. You know what I mean? So, um, just, he, I mean, he showed up. That's for sure. Right. That was his, today was his day. So, yeah. Um, well, and you read a lot of these comments and like some of the things that you said too, you know, I mean, if it does, if there's any, you know, I just. This Syracuse Georgetown, you know, we talk about is it a real rivalry? Is it a this? Is it a that? You know, I mean, to sit here and say <laughs> it's one thirty in the afternoon and today was a good day just because we took care of Georgetown <laughs> and we didn't lose to them. Um, you know, I, I think that still says that there's there's something there. There's a between. generational thing there, though, and that's my point. Like, there's a there's there's if I had to guess, I would say that Robert's around our age. You know what I mean? It's not the young kids coming up talking about Georgetown. They don't remember it. They didn't live it. And, you know, right. they just, you know, that's why you get a lot of these younger, like, 
get a lot of younger kids. I say kids, you know, guys in their twenties or girls in their twenties. They're thinking really about like what you know. At one time, okay, we tried to force a Duke Syracuse rivalry. Do you or rem- Clemson Syracuse? Yeah, you rem- you remember all this, right? So it's just like it's not a thing. And the reason, like, we talked about this, and we and when this series first started, and I said, look, I don't. Th- really think it's a rivalry i mean it's been too long and it's not it's not heated up but i it's now it's heating up again because we've been playing every year since 2018 so that was kind of my point in asking like this could be a rivalry again if they played yeah. every once a year i just, i just think rivalries are going along going on the wayside i mean some will still always be around but you know you decide with all the movement in the conferences and you know rivalries are made when you're playing once twice a For year something Every year, it's worth something exactly. Like now, you have all these movements and the conferences, and now the conferences are so big that you know, in football, for for instance, you know, you don't even play everybody in one year, right? You don't play everybody in two years, I don't believe. But it's just no. Doesn't it take? Doesn't it take three or four now to to do that? I don't even know at this point. I haven't even taken the time to dig in. I mean, they just changed the schedule. Or the way they were doing the schedule one year ago, and then we had to change it again because we're taking in three more teams. So, um, yeah, I haven't even took time to dig into how that whole thing is set up. So, so yeah, I just don't know. I don't know how many how many rivalries are actually going to be able to move forward and live on, other than the real, real big ones. Uh, Dominic wants hey guys, to, wants, wants to speak. Yeah, we'll see. Hey guys, we'll see. No, no, I promise. I'm swamped <laughs> at work, brother. Guys, okay. I there's times, there's times where I hate Christmas. I mean, I started at six in the morning. I'm going to be working probably till eight tonight delivering packages. It's well, just freaking nuts. Well, look, we appreciate you, and we appreciate I, well, we appreciate those. If I delivered like you. your mail, I know that you would appreciate it. I had one customer today appreciate me. He gave me a bottle of Jack with a nice double uh, double etched glass uh, glasses set. So hey, I'll, I'll take that's that anyway. nice. Hey, don't crack yes, that open until you get nice. home, right? Yeah, don't be getting a well, little. Don't be getting thirsty that's out why there I left at about the five back o'clock. <laughs> that's why I left it in the back of the truck. <laughs> what do you so, What do you got, Dom? Um, I know, I know, I know it's basketball, but oh, um, he is not going to come on here and talk about football right now. <laughs> you talked about football a little bit. <laughs> I heard it. No, okay. This King Joseph okay. Edwards. It looks like the crystal balls are going. The the that he's a pick Syracuse. As soon as those crystal balls are dropping, this is the Syracuse effect. Did you say balls it. dropping? They drop. They, Crystal balls dropping. Oh, no. balls dropping. sorry, you broke up. Are we talking about? Are we talking about James Hetfield between um, Ride the Lightning and and Justice for All? Because that's balls dropping right there. <laughs> yeah. His voice changing. Never mind. Uh, that was good. I like yes. that. I like that. Yes, Laura says it all the time. James balls drop between Ride the Lightning and uh, and uh, and Justice. But anyway, the, the wrong podcast. So no, that's um, this so podcast. King Joseph comes in. Okay. <laughs> King Joseph, it looks like he's going to commit. He was a four-star, 90 rated by 247. And then all of a sudden, the crystal balls are saying that he's going to choose Syracuse on the 19th. That's when he said that uh, he's going to the day before um, early signing day. And now Rivals dropped into a three-star, 30, 30 spots oh. on, the national, on their national board. Yeah, that's bullshit. Dude, that I saw is, that. Yes, yes, yes. Who's that, this? And so that's just that's the stuff that, King that, Joseph. that Syracuse fans have to deal with. Yes. Oh, they did the, the same thing to their receiver. That, um, yes. Yep. Yep. So that's uh, that's us. And I bet you that if that five-star safety comes, King Joseph's best friend, they'll drop him to a four. Just, I mean, we, that's why we can't have nice things that people know about. You know what I mean? But anyway, hey, guys, I'll talk to you soon. If I don't, have a Merry Christmas. And oh. uh, I, uh, We better I'll talk to you, to you before guys. Christmas. Don't All give right. me any of that crap yeah seriously I'm, dude i'm gonna try but if, if it's if it gets worse than this during christmas i'll i'll just have to listen to the pod okay because i, all I right. just the way my truck is as loud as it is i can't pull over all the time to talk to you guys as much as i want <laughs> oh are you pulled so, over have a good one guys all right, dom i did i all this right. is too loud okay no it is it's 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 a piece bro all right, guys. all right buddy i'll talk to you later yeah. see you bud right. yeah all right, you got it. be safe out there dom uh, Bring in the football it's a dangerous news. job out there delivering all that in one day. Hey man, look, yeah, it's just part of the that's part of the gig. You want to be a UPS driver or an Amazon driver, work for the postal service when it gets 
Yeah, Thanksgiving to the end of the new year, Dude, buddy. My my wife orders so much Amazon. I've I'm not kidding you. I've seen three different trucks drop packages off to my house in the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know how that happens, how these routes go, but yeah. Anyway, Dude, uh, yeah, you can pick up any of that stuff. I know. So you think? Hey, real oh, quick, because I want to ask gosh, you a question. Sorry, man. I know, dude. It's, go. it's just a good day, right? But it's a good day. With this team that we have, I mean, did you think? And I mean, obviously, I think Jesse wanted to stay, but mm. I mean, did you think that it was necessary for both of our guys to leave? I mean, I mean, if for questions, for, this is a question for anybody, you know, like, did anybody think that, you know, because Joe Girard used to get kind of killed by the fans, right? Yeah, I think and I think that it was a surprise with to see all the options that he actually got when he left here, <clears throat> um, because, you know, there's a lot of people talking about, oh, now we can go play with Albany or Buffalo or. And there were some people that really just disparaged his game when really they, we just had a three-headed monster last year without a lot of help like we do this year. Um, like, looking at Clemson and stuff, like, I mean, Clemson's undefeated. Is that, I mean, Joe Girard's 25 of 55. He's shooting 45% from the three-point line this year. Um, and he plays on a team, Clemson, that, I mean, like I said, they're ranked, they're undefeated. They play man-to-man. They seem to be okay. So, I mean... Uh, yeah, he's he's averaging fourteen points. I mean, he's averaging the most points, or second most points on the team. Yeah, PJ so, Hall's yeah, a beast. Yeah, PJ Hall. Well, we know all that, but um, I think that. I mean, no I doubt think Jesse that he helped this team. We oh well, there's that. no doubt about Jesse. the The question mark would be Joe Girard. You can have an argument each way. And um, with that said, he would he's going to be getting more minutes where he's at. He's averaging over 30 minutes a game in Clemson. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be pay- playing 30 minutes a game here. He just wouldn't. You know, no, I don't think so. I mean, you don't think that we need help with somebody that's a little bit more of a consistent three-point shooter? Or some, I, I mean, If the, Chris I mean, Bell keeps doing what he's doing, then, I mean... Well, it, but Chris Bell and Justin Taylor really didn't do too much today, but I mean, J.J. I'm, stepped up. But this is the first right. game that J.J. stepped up like that. I, would, I mean, there's I would, been... I would say, to answer your question, I would say, yes, that he could help. I don't think that he wanted to take a back seat, though, and he doesn't have to in Clemson. So I think it's a good place for him to be. I didn't want him to go anywhere in the ACC, but I think that for him, the decision to transfer out of Syracuse was probably the best thing for him. Yeah. But for us, we were sure we would like to keep a guy like Joe Girard. He'd be, he, you know, there's times where he's gonna be coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, I could have saw a situation where it was him and JJ and Judah playing. I mean, you're right. You could do that. Yeah, I mean, because there is some speculation of the fact that there's gonna be times where, you know, I mean, usually your point guard and your shooting guard are some of the better shooters in your team. And I mean, in this case, I mean, there's games where Judah's shot a decent percentage, but JJ until today really, you know, has been inconsistent there so i don't know it was just it was just a question you know that i had i mean he and really unbeknownst to us when we look back at it too i mean his last his final three were what like pittsburgh clemson and lsu all teams that were going to ended up playing this year anyway and in hindsight it looks like he picked the best school that he could have gone to i think he did i think he definitely did but i mean i'll i'll, I'll reiterate one more time it's the best decision for him for him personally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for him personally, he made the right choice. And as much as I hated seeing it, and, you know, and it's not any fun catching total and utter shit from fans constantly. Yeah, that's not. It's that's why it's not that. It's not that cool. It's not that cool. He wasn't that bad for us. You know, he had his moments where you know he maybe went cold, but at Bro, the end of just, the day, he's a talented. He, he's a talented garden. He did. You know. He's he's showing it off now. Plus, he if he stayed here, wouldn't he be in his fifth year? It's his fifth year, right? So, is he's this is his COVID year? So, I mean, think about it. You know, as bad as everybody wanted him to in the beginning, um, he would have been a fifth year senior this year. And who knows? Who knows where what could have happened for us? I just don't think he'd be playing thirty plus minutes a game. That's all. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, at this point, I mean, the other day. He's basically, I mean, he's he's tied for seventh in three point shoot, uh, three point field goals made in ACC history. So he, he's getting an extra year though 
for the, the I things, mean, yes, so things are way yes. different now. Like name some of those names. They're probably guys that weren't five year guys. No, I mean there wasn't a lot of five year guys anyway. Well, that's so. what I'm some saying. Of, and some of them are three year guys, but I mean uh, JJ exactly. Reddick. Okay, J- okay. JJ he Reddick. He's a four year uh, guy, right? He played all yeah. four years. Yeah, Dennis Scott, Trajan Langdon, Randolph Childress. I mean, yeah. You, you're naming names that I, I, I don't even know. Well, a couple. I mean, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think stats are skewed these days. You got five, six year guys, and I'm talking for both football and basketball. It's just not how things used to be. And when no, you talk, I mean, I get it. I know, but when what, you talk you about know. it as a cumulative, like over the course of this long to lead whatever. It's like Jerry McNamara in Syracuse, and he played four years, but he had so many postseason opportunities to add to his totals, you mm-hmm. know. But he still only played four years. And in Joe right. Girard, he didn't have those opportunities. Let's be honest. But I'll tell you what. I mean, even in no, he didn't. He didn't have those NCAA games or those long ACC tournament. Right. I mean, we had a COVID year that was shortened, right? So, um, I mean, when you look at it. Still, if you take away the three pointers he's made this year, he's still the top fifteen. You could say the same time. for Buddy too. By the way, I mean he was on. And pace. Buddy's eleventh. Yeah, and he, all time. Yeah, and what did he played three years. So four. Was it four? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but he yeah, still he, played, he still had a he still had a COVID year. He could have used if he wanted to. If he wanted to, yes, he could have. And we did have a COVID shortened year, and then there was no postseason. So yeah, I mean. But realistically, like I said, I mean, even if Joe Girard didn't have his fifth year, he still would have been top 15. I mean, in the way that these that some fans talk about him. I mean, come on. Top 15 all time in the ACC. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, he was good for us. Yeah, he was. He was. And he still would be just a lot. Oh, there's a lot of talent at that position on this team. And, you know, of yeah. course, we could use him, though. Absolutely. So, um, all right. That is going to do it. Appreciate all of you for listening. Everybody in the spaces. Appreciate all of you guys. Um, We'll see what happens this week with with the Oregon deal, but um, I don't know. Maybe we'll surprise you and we'll go from there. How's that sound? For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.